Hello, welcome to the McTaggart Attack podcast. I am Kevin McTaggart, a stand-up comedian who lives in Vermont. And this is my podcast where I talk about what's pissing me off. I talk about what's pissing you off. I'll talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. And that's what happens today. I talk about um, the coronavirus. I talk about Tom Brady leaving. I talk about um, a couple shows on HBO that I like. Uh, McMillions and Westworld. So I did that in this this week's episode. And I talk about what's pissing you off. And um, how that works is people... Give me contributions. Like I ask on my social media channels, like Twitter at Kev McTee. Um, I haven't really done it on Instagram, but I am on Instagram at McTaggart Attack and TikTok at McTaggart Attack and Tumblr at McTaggart Attack and all over the place. And there's the McTaggart Attack face, McTaggart Attack podcast Facebook page. But yeah. Um, yeah, and people give me contributions, and I rant about it for them. And I, I ranted about four topics, and uh, those those topics in this episode are are um, let's see, they're from they're from D. Craft, Mule, Shelby McDonald, and Leslie Zebrowitz are this week's contributors to what's pissing you off Wednesday. No, it's just what's pissing you off. <sighs> I changed the format of the podcast like a month ago. So like I used to have a podcast episode every week. That was what's pissing you off Wednesday. But now I just do one podcast a week that combines everything. And I just put it out on Wednesdays. So there. That's the format for now. And I'm thinking of doing interviews. I just need to actually have the time to actually do the interviews with people. But they're not going to be interviews the way that interviews are normally done i'm gonna put a comedic take i'm gonna put my own personal take on doing these freaking interviews okay and you can like it or not not like it i really don't care i'm gonna find it hilarious and that's all that fucking matters because it's my podcast did i mention the email address mctigertattack at gmail.com you can contact me that way too all right i think that's everything let's go to the first What's pissing you off? Here's a what's pissing you off submission from D Craft. D D is pissed off about people at work who constantly call out and we end up covering their shift. That is really frustrating. Like when when you work with people and these people seem to have, you know, the wherewithal or the lack of caring for their other employees, their other coworkers, when they think it's okay for them to call out sick when they're not really sick. I could understand it if, like, they're ill or something like that. But if you're calling out because you don't feel like coming to work that day, then that's a 
pretty awful reason to not come into work just because you don't fucking feel like it. I mean, I can understand the mental health day every once in a while, like maybe once or twice a year, you do the whole mental health day thing, which is fine. I've done that. It's perfectly acceptable. But when you have to call out for no justifiable reason every fucking week, it's goddamn irritating to the people that work there every day and go to work every day because they recognize that I'm at work and they pay me to come to work. So I'm going to come to work whenever I feel like I should because I like getting paid. And what that just frustrates me when people don't work hard at work. They they complain a lot at work. They hate their fucking jobs. Why do you have the fucking job in the first place? Get something else. Get something part-time if you don't like working full-time or whatever. If you hate your job so fucking much, why don't you fucking quit your job? You know? If, if you call out so many fucking times for no apparent fucking reason, why the fuck do you have that fucking job still? Go... Suck it up and find something else that you can actually enjoy doing. That's probably why you don't like... That's probably why you don't call... Blah. That's probably why you call out all the fucking time. It's because you don't like your job in the first place. Find a job that you actually like. And then maybe you won't have to, like, not, you know, call out all the fucking time just because you don't want to come to work that day. And if you're going to call out, make sure that you think about your... Fellow coworkers that are there that have to pick up your slack for you just because you chose not to come into work that day. If you're not coming into work, you better be fucking dying. Or you, if your kids better be really sick, you better be really fucking sick. There better be a deathbed involved or some shit like that. You better be coughing up a fucking lung. All right? You better have the goddamn coronavirus twice if you're not gonna, you know, come into work. Don't come into work because you have a. a a slight case of the sniffles, and it's Friday, and I don't feel like coming into work on Friday. Well, guess what? Work is still there, even on Friday. So suck it up and go to work, you stupid piece of shit. Thank you, D, for the suggestion. Last Wednesday, I went to, um, where did I go? I went to the, uh, open mic at Vermont Comedy Club. And there was a, I think that's when the big news of the coronavirus finally hit. That was the night that all the NBA games were suspended for further notice because Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus and th- that that was the big thing that caused the whole coronavirus to ex- to explode to blow up and it was it was it's surreal like i was i was in burlington doing the open mic so nobody give a damn about sports you know and like i was driving home listening to the gary v audiobook crushing it which was really good by the way highly recommend it but anyway I, um, yeah, I, I, it was, it was scary. I just felt this feeling of dread, like, you know, all basketball games canceled, all of the, it was like a ripple effect that caused like a big ripple, ripple, because like that led to all other sporting events 
being canceled. That led to everyone basically being quarantined. You know, that led to everybody doing social distancing. And it was just so insane the past couple weeks, like past couple days. Like I had a comedy show Thursday night that we had 15 people there and we've decided we're going to hold off on the comedy show at the engine room until May. You know, we we had the show scheduled for April 2nd, but it's going to be happening in May now. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I've canceled all of my comedy open mics at Salt Hill for now. Through March. Will it come back in April? Maybe. I don't know. This they, The things they tell us change every freaking day. It went from, like, 250 people to 50 people to 10 people to... What the heck's going to happen after 10? What's it going to change to after that? Five? I mean, Jesus freaking Christ. But it's it's just such a crazy time right now. And, like, I'm working from home now. Like, uh, today was my first day of working from home. I've never worked from home before. And, by the way, let me tell you, I love it. It's only been a day of working from home, but I love it. Why? Because I don't have to put up with any annoying coworkers anymore. When you work from home, you don't have to hear their stupid-ass conversations. You don't have to hear their loud voices. It's fantastic. I love working from home. Oh, my God. Love working from home. It's only been a day, but I love working from home. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy. And then um, I had, I did like two shows in Middlebury this weekend and on, on Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, the marquee is closing until further notice. Everywhere is closing until further notice. When the hell this further notice is, I don't know. It could be two months. Could be longer than that. Who freaking knows? Such a scary, dread, dreadful time in our country and I just I just it's it's so hard to like let it it's hard for it not to get you you know it's hard for it for it not to like let let it depress you you know because that's what you don't want you don't want I don't want it to depress you I don't want to get overwhelmed and depressed by this so I think it's important to try and Look at the positives. I think this could be a big, like, hopefully, you know, I know a lot of people are probably going to end up getting sick from this. But I hope the casualties are very low. But I, I like to think that the taking a step back, the quarantining, the social distancing, the, the it helps us, like, reset things not necessarily reset things that doesn't sound right i'm just i'm not saying that we have a purge or anything like that that's not what i'm asking at all i just think we need to try to look at this positively is what i'm trying to say and i'm looking forward to it because like as a stand-up comedian on the side who wants to turn it into a bigger thing i'm thinking well this is the perfect time to work more on like digital content because what that's all people are going to be able to see from now on for the next two months. So if I post a lot of stuff online to make people laugh, I'll feel pretty good about myself. I might do more videos and stuff like that. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of 
ways to crush it. Yes, I did listen to Gary Vaynerchuk's audiobook, as I said earlier in this segment. But yeah, I just think instead of letting this overwhelm you and stress you out, try to think of something positive out of all this. Things that like, oh, well, I can't do this, but I can do this now. You know, oh, I can't go out and do open mics. Maybe I can like do my comedy on a video and that'll reach more people if I do it that way. You know, just try to find good things out of this. Like I've one thing I found that I really like working from home. I didn't think that I would, but it's only been a day, but I really do like it. But one thing I really hate about this whole thing is like the panic the panic created on social media about all this. Like, there's posts from people that try to, like... And you read them, and you're like... I I get scared watching it. And, like, you should be scared. You should be aware of it. But, like, I don't want the ones where... um, Like, I saw this lady's TikTok video where she talked about, oh, there's a... There's a detainment center down the road from her. And that's one video. And then later videos are her just dancing around, acting like a fool. So, like, she basically faked that video. So she made that video to try to scare people. Because people love fear. People love to be scared. I think people love to be scared more than anything else. People love to be scared more than they love to laugh. But it should be the opposite. People should love to laugh more than they like to be scared. I'm choosing to make people laugh. Of course, if that doesn't work, I might choose to make people scared. I mean, if that's where the money is, I mean, these are hard times. And if I want to make as much money as I can, I might want to have to try starting to scare people. But until then, I'm going to try to make people laugh. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll try to make people laugh instead. But yeah, it's just... I, I'm really, I, another thing I like about the coronavirus is I don't have to wash... I don't have to... <laughs> I have to wash my hands. Everyone should wash their hands. I love how they're telling people, you have to wash your hands. Shouldn't you already be washing your hands? Honestly, shouldn't you already be washing your goddamn hands? As someone with common sense and right mental faculties, one thing you should probably do as much as you can, not too much, but as much as you freaking can, is washing your hands. Don't be stupid. If you're sick, stay home. But that's the thing. We've got so many stupid people that don't follow these rules that we have to, like, social distance from ourselves because we can't protect ourselves from the stupid people, apparently. But yeah, it's just... It's it's a scary time, but I'm trying not to be scared about it. I'm, not, I'm trying not to focus on the scary aspects of this. And I'm focusing more on how can I improve myself? How can I... Look at the positives. What are the positives of this whole thing? And what can I do to to better myself? You know? And I think that's what you should always try to do. You know, yeah, you can be worried and scared, but you shouldn't let the the scare the scary feelings overwhelm you. You should let the positive, happy feelings overwhelm you like whenever a crisis happens. Think about, okay, what can I learn from this? You know, try to learn from something from it. Try to learn something from yourself. Try to improve yourself. Read a book. Read some self-help books. Listen to self-help books or something. Try to think of ways to get your self, your brand out there to people. This is the perfect time to do that. 
you know, if you've, you know, what are you going to do at home? Sit at home and watch TV all freaking day? No, I'm going to try to be more creative with stuff and create more content for comedy and things like that. And, you know, get it out to as many people as I can. In fact, I have a video idea that I've already created that I've put out, but I'm going to talk about that in another segment. But yeah, just stop trying to scare people. That's how I want to end this segment with. Jesus Christ. But anything. I'm sick of people trying to panic people just because they like... Just because they probably think that panicking people gets more likes and reactions on your social media content than making people laugh. And you're a sick fuck if you try to do that. Stay safe out there. Here's a what's pissing you off contribution from Mule. Mule is a comedian from Vermont who rides a bike and I think even teaches motorcycle classes. And um, he looks like the rejected uncle from Duck Dynasty. Is the best way to describe Mule, I would say. Mule is pissed off about uh, people that uh, don't use the directionals on their cars. Yeah, that, that is a very frustrating uh, thing that happens. I hate, I hate when people, like, change lanes without using the directional, you know, or turn without using the directional. You know, how am I supposed to know that you're changing lanes and you don't use a directional. Like, if I'm behind you, and you don't use the directional, how the fuck am I supposed to know? You know? If, if you're going to take a turn, and you have to stop to take the turn, and I only noticed that you stopped at the last second because you didn't have your directional on, how, the, how am I supposed to know that you're going to use the... that you're going to take the turn? Sure, sure. You know you're changing lanes. You know you're turning. But nobody else does. And you're probably baffled that why didn't anybody else know that I wasn't, you know, changing lanes? Why didn't anybody else know that I was, that I was taking the turn here? Well, maybe if you used your directional, you know, the levers on the sides of the steering wheel is where they usually are, depending on the car. They're either on the left side or the right side. You have to fucking decide what the fuck it is. And you use those. You're supposed to use the directionals to tell other cars the direction that you're going. To tell other cars that you're going to be changing lanes or turning somewhere or whatever. All right? Just, Jesus fucking Christ, what is wrong with people that they don't use goddamn directionals anymore? I mean, what the fuck is this shit? Have some goddamn decency whenever you're driving. Be mindful of the fact that you're, you know, driving in traffic with other people and then there are cars behind you, you know, that could crash into you because you didn't use your fucking directional. Ah. Thank you, Mule, for the contribution.
So today was my first day working from home because of the coronavirus. And my day basically got sidetracked by the fact that Tom Brady announced that he's not going to re-sign with the Patriots. I mean, I kind of expected this to happen. It looked like he wasn't going to come back. I feel like he wasn't going to come back. Like, he didn't, like, didn't, never even really tried to, you know, do an extension this time around. Usually when his contract's about to expire, he does an extension. And this time, he didn't do an extension. You know, usually he doesn't let his contract expire. And he let his contract expire. And that was weird. And he was going to try free agency. And you have to think if he was going to try free agency, there really wasn't much of a chance that he'd want to re-sign with the Patriots. What is he going to do? Like, go see what, how much he'll get from teams and then not get anything from teams and decide to come back? But he announced today that he wasn't coming back to the Patriots. So it leads you to believe that he's going to re-sign with a team. He's going to sign with a team. Wouldn't that be something, though, if he, you know, announces that he's not going to, you know, re-sign with the Patriots, but can't sign with any other team? What if he doesn't? What if he doesn't sign a deal with any other team? Really, What if this is really more of a retirement statement that he gave today? It could be. He could turn it into that if, if nothing happens. But I just, it, it'll be interesting to see what team he ends up with. And... This whole thing the past few weeks has actually reminded me of a rant that I did on uh, a podcast two weeks ago. It was one of the What's Pissing You Off segments. Um, And this guy on Twitter um, wanted me to rant about how stupid he thought his fellow Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans were for thinking that they were actually going to get Tom Brady. And I'm looking on ESPN right now, and Tampa Bay is actually the expected landing spot for Tom Brady. So I went on this rant two weeks ago about how there's no chance that, you know, Tom Brady would go to the Buccaneers. He'd have to be pretty stupid to have to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I went on like this three or four minute rant about about that. Recorded it, put it in a podcast episode, so I see this happening today, and <laughs> I got the clip that I had recorded of this, because I record them all in segments now. So I, I I made a video out of the clip and put it on YouTube, and I really hope this goes viral or something. I hope it gets picked up. I hope it becomes something. I'm going to give it out. I'm going to share it with whoever the heck I think I should share it with. I'll go to, like sports radio accounts and be like, hey, um, I did this. You know, here, I did this. Here's a video I did. Listen to this. I did this. Post this. Link this. Put this on your sports, you know. Coda, I should find the Freezing Cold Takes. There's a Freezing Cold Takes Facebook page, and I think, or some sort of account for Freezing Cold Sports Takes, and I think I'm going to send it to them too. I'm going to, like, share the crap out of this video that I made today. 
Oddly enough, by the way, if you want to make videos, I, I was able to make a video with, like, images and my audio. And I did it all through my iPhone. I do everything through my iPhone. God bless the iPhone. I love you, iPhone. As I'm holding you right now, I want to tell you, iPhone, that I love you. But you know who I don't hate is Tom Brady. I mean, I get it. I, I'm not... I'm not that upset. I'm not upset at all, actually, that he left. I'm dreading more the reaction that's going to come from fellow Patriots fans. But, like, I think a lot of people probably expected this to happen or they braced themselves for this. And, I mean, granted, I don't think he had that good of a year this year. But still, I, I think he deserves the right, after all he's done for the New England Patriots, to do whatever he wants. And if he wants to go try something with another team, he deserves the right to freaking do that. And I really hope that it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I'm going to share the crap out of that video. Here's a what's pissing you off contribution from Shelby McDonald. She's pissed off that when she marks, um, when she deletes a message on her phone and goes to play messages again, it, sh it plays messages that are marked for deletion. Listen, if I'm deleting a message from a phone, that means that I don't want to listen to the message again. I've deleted it. So if I delete it, that means that I don't want to fucking hear it anymore. So this might sound silly, but when I'm listening to my voicemail messages, the last thing I want to hear is a message that I have already deleted. I mean, what what is the common sense involved? What 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 is the reasoning involved in making me listen to messages that I've marked for deletion? They're deleted. There's a reason why I wanted them deleted because I don't want to fucking hear them anymore. Yet I still fucking hear them because my phone is stupid. I don't want to hear deleted messages. Why would I want to hear deleted messages? I deleted the fucking message. I purposely deleted the fucking message. Is it because is it because they think, oh, maybe I didn't mean to delete it? Okay, then that's my fucking problem. To stop trying to protect my stupidity if I accidentally deleted something. If I accidentally deleted something, it's my fucking fault and I deserve for it to be deleted forever in perpetuity, goddammit. I don't need to fucking keep hearing messages that I've marked for deletion. Oh, yes, I've marked it for deletion. I want it deleted. Fucking delete it. Do your fucking job. Don't wait, like, 30 days or whatever. Like, I think my phone, whenever I delete images, it keeps it in there for 30 days. Why? Just fucking delete it. I want it gone. I don't want it here. I marked it deleted. I don't want people to see the pictures that I take sometimes in private when pe people aren't around that I don't want to show anybody else. If I want to delete them, I have absolutely fucking right to delete them. So don't fucking show them to me and keep them on my phone just in case somebody looks at my fucking phone. I don't need, I don't need anyone to see that. No one should see that. Or hear that, for that matter, if it's messages. I mean, Jesus Christ, if I fucking delete something, I mean to fucking delete it. 
Thanks, Shelby, for the suggestion, for the contribution, as always. You're one of my uh, big fans of the podcast, and I appreciate everything that you do. I've always loved McDonald's. McDonald's is my favorite fast food joint. I I love McDonald's so much that I won't step into a Burger King at all. I think I've been to a Burger King three times as an adult. Yeah, not a big fan of Burger King, but I love McDonald's. And one thing I used to always love to do at McDonald's was when it was Monopoly game season and I would play the Monopoly game. You know, you'd go and buy McDonald's and get the pieces and have the board and put the pieces on the board so you could win a whole lot of money, a million dollars or whatever it was, whatever the prize was at that time, you know, any of the prizes really, you know, and I'd always have like two out of the three that I need and I never could get that last one that could give me the big grand prize and that was always so frustrating to me. I always thought to myself that this game had to be rigged or something like that. I mean, or these, I mean, it can't be a coincidence or or it can't be that these prizes, these pieces, these game pieces are that rare. Because I went to McDonald's a lot back in the day. I mean a lot. So in 2001 or whenever it was, when they announced that uh, the McDonald's Monopoly game had been rigged for years, I was not surprised. I was not surprised at all. It had to have been rigged. It had to have been rigged. The number of times that I went to McDonald's, the number of times most people probably went to McDonald's and most people didn't win anything, the game had to be freaking rigged. In some way, in one way or another, and I always thought that, always thought that it was rigged. And then, you know, when the scandal erupted, what was it, two thousand, two thousand one? Is that what it was? I forget when it was, but still, it was just it was just vindication to know that I was right. And I don't think I actually ever tried to play the Monopoly. McDonald's game ever again, mostly because they changed it. But I bring this up because I watched this documentary series, this five-part, six-part? Might be a six-part series. Five or six parts. On HBO called McMillions. And it documents the entire McDonald's Monopoly scandal. And, uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, I'm just gonna let you know what it was. It's like there was these two guys, there was basically this two guys named Jerry, is what it centers around. And one of the Jerry's was the head of security for the marketing company that created the game. And this other guy named Jerry was this mob guy that he, you know, gave the pieces to to help him pass out all the pieces to and stuff like that. But yeah, that's that's how it was. That's how 
They stole the game pieces because someone at the marketing company, the head of security, the head of freaking security for the marketing company, stole the pieces. I'm not going to tell you how he stole the pieces, but he stole the pieces. But it's just a very interesting documentary where they talk about the people that won and how they quote-unquote won and how the FBI caught them. And it was really, really good. And I highly recommend that if you like documentary, behind-the-scenes type series, documentary type things like that, I recommend uh, watching the McMillions series. Uh, you can probably find it on HBO somewhere, whatever HBO streaming device is. But like, it just watching that the past couple weeks just reminded me of how much I played the Monopoly game back in the day, and to see, you know, how it happened, you know, is just crazy. And how like they would give out pieces to people, and how the people, how the winners would get the pieces, and what the winners would have to do when they won the pieces, when they won the money. It was crazy, and it was great and it was it was very riveting television who 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 would have thought that a documentary about the mcdonald's monopoly scandal would be riveting television but like i wanted to know what the hell happened and i did and it was great it was very it it tells the whole story it it tells like how it how the fbi found out about it and you know who they went after and and how they caught people and it's just a really good documentary that I highly recommend you see, especially if you were someone that got screwed over in this whole friggin' rigged McDonald's Monopoly scandal. <sighs> Still bitter about that. It's been like 20 years. Still bitter. Here's a what's pissing you off from um, top contributor to What's Pissing You Off, Leslie Zebrowitz. She always brings it with her takes. Whenever I ask her for, uh, whenever I ask everyone for What's Pissing You Offs, she always sends me like a bunch. And I appreciate that. I don't always use them all because sometimes she repeats herself. But, my God, she is my top content contributor to What's Pissing You Off and the McTaggart Attack podcast. So everything she does is appreciated, even though she doesn't actually listen to my podcast. But anyway, what is Leslie pissed off this time about? She's pissed off that whenever she asks someone for their email or cell, and they say, you should ask so-and-so I gave them my info. But she's actually talking to them on the phone right now. I just, yeah, that is very aggravating. I, that has to be aggravating. When you're talking to someone on the phone and you're asking them for your email or information and they're like, oh, you should ask this person. They can give it to you. But I'm talking to you. Why can't you give me the information if I'm talking to you directly? Why do I have to go talk to someone else to find out how to contact you? 
that doesn't make very much sense at all. That, you know, that, that if we're talking on the phone and said, oh, hey, how can I uh, uh, contact you for further stuff? Oh, go talk to this person. Go talk to so-and-so, and they'll, they'll give you my contact information. Like, why the fuck can't you give me your contact information? I'd like to have your contact information right now. Why don't you have your contact information? I mean, honestly, you should have your contact information. You should know what your contact information is. Like, if someone asks me on the phone for my contact information, I give them my contact information because I feel like... If I have to tell them, oh, I don't have it, why don't you go ask some this other person and they'll give it to you? That just sounds like a, sh- a, a sham. That sounds awful. That sounds disingenuous. That sounds like you don't really give a shit about being on the phone with the fucking person in the first place. And you just want to get off the phone with them as quick as fucking possible. And the quickest way to get off the phone with this person is just to say, oh, go ask this person. Bye. No. That person's not going to give a shit about you anymore if you treat them like shit. If you treat people like shit, they're going to treat you like shit back. That's how the life works, okay? That's how life works. If you treat people like shit, they will treat you like shit. You have to be nice to people. You have If they ask for your contact information, you give them your goddamn contact information. You know what your goddamn contact information is. God forbid you waste... You take... 30 more seconds to give them your contact information. If your email is some stupid convoluted thing with numbers and letters and shit like that that's hard to read, give them an easier email address. That's why I created mctaggartattack at gmail.com as my email address. It was easier to tell people than Pearl Jam Knoll because then I'd have to fucking spell that out. Or KMAC5576. I didn't want to give people my birthday anymore because that's a security thing. But, I mean, what the fuck, man? It's just... I just wish people would have fucking common sense and treat people better. Because that's what this all boils down to. Is like, if you don't give your contact information to someone that you're talking to on the phone, then you deserve to be given the award for shittiest entrepreneur of the fucking year. Thanks, Leslie, as always. Listen to my podcast. Very excited to see that the HBO series Westworld is back. I I like the first two seasons. And I'm looking forward to this season. I watched the first episode on Sunday. And I have no idea what's happening. And to be honest, I've had no idea what's happening in this series at all for the first two seasons. Like, it it takes me a couple watchings of episodes to figure out what the hell is going on with this show. You know, I just, I, uh, you know, you have to watch episodes a couple of times to, to figure out everything. At least I have to. What do you think of Westworld? Email me, mctigertattack at gmail.com. But it's 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 insane. It's it's a great show. I love it. And there's like stuff that happens, and then there's twists, and then you you have no idea who's who really, and that's like fascinating. And 
it's great and each season so far seems to be bigger and weirder than the last one and i hope this series goes on for a while but it's but it's great i just i i i'm really curious to see where they're going with this season without having to give anything away i mean i can't really give anything away cuz i have really no idea what the hell is happening in the first place <laughs> Like, I know Anthony Hopkins was in it. He's not in it now. Ed Harris is in it, and he's great. Um, there's a few other people that are in it, too, that I remember from other shows, but I don't know their names, and I don't know what their names, what their characters' names are, but I'm riveted to this show, even though I have absolutely no idea what the hell is happening in this show. But I love how it's done in such a way that you have to, like, watch the episodes over and over again just just to see what's happening, just to understand it. You have to think watching this show. You have to be, you have to pay attention watching this show, which might be a detriment to it because I don't think most people pay attention. That's why we have a coronavirus epidemic right now. But that's a topic for another segment that I already did. But, yeah, Westworld, I just think, is a great show. I really... I, I I have no idea what's happening every time I watch every episode. I'm like, huh? <laughs> every episode, I'm like, what was that? I'm like, what's happening? Why are these people doing this? What, why did that happen? Why, why did this happen? I don't know why this, any of this is happening. I don't know what the hell the deal is. Are they all robots or are they not robots? Are they actually human beings or are the human beings actually robots or what the hell is going on? I have no idea, but I love it. And that's all. Like, yeah, it's, it's a great show. I'm glad that it's back. I will not be doing a recap podcast for TV shows because I'm sick and tired of doing recap podcasts for TV shows. Unless you paid me to do a podcast series of recapping a show, I'll do it. But until you pay me to do it, I'm not going to freaking do it. Just go watch Westworld. Or any show, really, on HBO. I love all the shows on HBO. Even The New Pope, which is another show I don't even understand that well. Like, I watch every episode of that, and I'm just like, huh? Damn you, HBO, for creating shows for people that we have to actually think when we watch them. All right, well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Um, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and share, and all that stuff, and tell as many people as you can about this podcast. I need to do better at marketing this thing and sharing it with people more, um, and just putting my content out there for, for all the world to see. Maybe not all the world, because I get that most people don't like my humor sometimes, and that's fine. I don't care. I care a little bit. But, yes, thank you for listening, downloading. Tell your friends, your enemies. Tell someone. I don't care. Um, if you're a marketing genius and know how to market podcasts, please contact me. The email is mctaggartattack at gmail.com. 
Find me on Twitter at Kev McTee, um, Instagram and TikTok, and Tumblr is all McTaggart Attack. Uh, and there's the Facebook page for the McTaggart Attack podcast. This is the part where I would tell you what shows I'm in, but I'm not in any shows for the entire month of March, thanks to the coronavirus. I'm supposed to be in a show on April 11th down in Massachusetts, but that might get postponed too because of said coronavirus. I'm also supposed to be in the Shaskeen show on April 29th, but the Shaskeen is currently closed because of the coronavirus. So it's just going to be me doing social media, internet, podcast stuff for the next two months, probably. So that's the bottom line if you smell what the McTaggart attack podcast is cooking. <laughs>